Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on VOW FM. That's uh, 88.1. We're broadcasting live from our studios right here in Braunfontein, Johannesburg. Uh, my name is Mudiwa Mop, Justice Kavaza, and I'll be your host for tonight's show. Now, who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to keep you entertained, educated, and intrigued about the world of business. Now, for today... Uh, it's looking to be quite an interesting show and uh, we're going to be talking you know around some of uh, what's going on in terms of uh, the scams uh, that are going on in and around the world because um, as much as uh, the economy is ticking somewhere in the economy there are always the nefarious and uh, you know unruly and criminal actors that want to take advantage of the things that we are doing out there they take advantage uh, of our good consciences they take advantage of gullibleness they take advantage even of uh, what it means to be uh, you know a human being but before we get into all of that something happened this week uh, which i found you know very interesting there's a company called foresight right and foresight is basically a technology company they're listed on the jsc not a large company it's uh, called a small to mid cap um, size company and basically they've actually uh, partnered with a company from uh, it should be Singapore, uh, called uh, Cognius.ai, if I remember correctly. And basically what these people have done is they have um, a virtual assistant uh, sort of platform uh, that they are uh, that they have out there. They call it conversational AI. That's basically um, artificial intelligence that's meant to replicate uh, the conversationality of a human interaction. So think of uh, customer care or, you know, call centers or if you've ever got onto a Facebook page of a big company uh, a lot of them use chatbots you you know you do a, a Facebook message and you get an instant response and then they'll start asking you questions that's a chatbot and that's basically um, you know what's going on on this end and uh, what I found interesting about this one is that they said that uh, their latest version of this AI is going to do mood recognition and it's going to be able to um, to to sort of replicate the human patterns and intonation uh, that go into human speech because you know, if you've been listening to me since the start of this show, I haven't spoken perfectly because I'm human. And that's exactly what this AI is going to be doing. It will be able to gauge whether, you know, a human being on the other side is angry, sad, happy. And at the same time, it will be able to reply appropriately, right? So imagine Siri on iPhone, Google Assistant on uh, on the Google side, Amazon Alexa being able to tell what, what mood you're in and have that conversation with you. And they say that they're going to be plugging this into enterprise systems and um, it's very likely that this is going to take uh, some of the work that's typically done by uh, call center and customer services staff and I think at this point we keep saying that the machines are coming but you know this is one of those wake-up calls where I say okay cool the machines haven't taken over, uh, but we really do need to find ways as human beings to, I guess, elevate and upskill um, a big portion of our, what's it called, a big portion 
of our workforces. I mean, who knows? One day this conversational AI might actually be what's presenting this show, right? Because no one is safe out there. Once upon a time, uh, when you look at a traffic light, uh, I'll use this as the last example. When you look at traffic lights, once upon a time, there were people that used to physically change lights from red to green to orange, right that used to be a job once upon a time i don't think anyone ever thought at the time that these things would be automated and if you think about traffic lights you hardly think of that as being cutting edge technology because they've been around for such a long time and in that same way it was just one of those things to say that as people we do need to be um thinking you know differently about the economy um how we as humans relate in the economy and at the same time how uh, we go about making money as uh, economic actors. Otherwise, as I said, we are going to be getting into a show around scams, uh, the way that people are taking advantage of um, you know, human beings um, in the economy, whatever the scam is. There are so many different scams, um, whether we're talking about a, a prince from a certain African country who's just lost an inheritance and needs you to send their secu- social security number. Those are the things that we're going to be talking about, and we're going to be here hearing from people that have been scammed and uh, maybe uh, just getting some tips around how you can protect yourself. If you want to join in the discussion, remember that you can go to Facebook. That's VARFM on Voice of Vits. Our other Facebook page is Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VARFM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. You can also search for us. Our great content is available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So that's how the show is looking like. On the other side of this, we're going to be getting into um, the top economics news of the week in our business wrap. Gram Squad Vibes I real thing. So follow follow Edvar FM on Instagram and light up your feed. On the go, take us with you any, 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 anywhere on www.bowfm.co.za Business Wrap with Ken Sweatman. We get into the business wrap. That's where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And uh, for today, we are joined by our financial expert, that is Ken Swettenham. Ken, greetings to you. Good, good evening. How are you doing? Yeah. Now, doing all right uh, on this uh, on this Thursday evening. In terms of the week, the markets, the economy, um, what's been uh, what have been the newsmakers? Well, let's let's quickly run through the what's been happening on the markets. You mentioned that first. We we we've seen an absolute resurgence on markets right around the world, and um, the the Johannesburg stock market's been no different. The, the market today up just short of another half a percent. We are very close to record highs on on the local market. Uh, industrials up half a percent. Financials had a very good day, up one point seven percent, and resources came off slightly. Still on the back of, of what is really, barring one or two places like India, an improving economic climate all around the world as, as economies are slowly moving out of lockdowns, as, as vaccines seem to be working in places like Great Britain and Israel, and as the world hopes that as, as they roll out the vaccine programs throughout the world, that the economies will start improving. So the markets are pricing that in already. And our local currency doing very well at the moment, currently trading around 14.22 to the dollar, 19.75 to the pound and the euro at 17.13. And it seems to be holding um, these very good levels and the best levels in several months. So 
things in the economy are, are pointing in, in the right direction, I'm, I'm happy to say at the moment. Yeah. That certainly sounds like, uh, you know, good news indeed. And a quick follow-up on my end, it's been a sort of a curiosity because, um, you know, of how bad things are in India. I've just been curious if there's uh, perhaps any fallout that we've seen um, because it's such a big country. One wonders if um, what's going on there has any fallout in terms of any of the markets um, or whether we might anticipate that vaccine supplies around the world are going to sort of be earmarked for India and, you know, maybe affect global supplies or, you know, is that not even anything to be thinking about? Well, it's certainly something we have to think about. There's no doubt about it. India is a country of 1.2 billion people. It is one of the biggest economies in the world and it's been a very fast-growing economy in the past. That economy is, is shrinking um, because of what's happening in that country at the moment. And, of course, uh, a lot of countries are slapping travel bans on India. A, a country like Australia, for example, aren't even letting their own citizens back in if they've been to India. And it, there, there's no doubt there's a threat. I mean, the, the, the good news I've just given on the markets is, a, in my opinion, a very fragile growth. Because if vaccines turn out they're not working and uh, countries start moving back into lockdowns, then, then this, these growth rates will be under serious threat. I mentioned, uh, and you did touch on vaccines, uh, countries like Britain and Israel and one or two other countries have really moved ahead very rapidly with the vaccine program and their COVID numbers are coming down. And in South Africa, as we know, um, our vaccine program is moving far, far slower than I think any of us would like it to. But we are by no means the only country. The, the demand for vaccines is literally outstripping supply at the moment. And a lot of countries are trying to get their hands on vaccines. So it's going to be a while and until countries get vaccinated and economies start moving. And India is, is no different to that. So at the moment, the, the, low, the Indian economy is not um, performing because they're, they're moving that country back into severe lockdowns and their medical system is under severe pressure at the moment. But um, the rest of the world, if they can keep this Indian variant of the virus out, are still moving along. So that's really what it counts on. If the Indian variant of the virus doesn't move into the world, then... Uh, then we should be okay, but it's really a wait-and-see situation at the moment. Now, we certainly hope that that situation does improve over time. Uh, but apart from that, uh, anything else that you are keeping an eye on or that, uh, you know, piqued your interest during the week? Well, it's, uh, it's not been an exciting week of economic news again. Things are moving along as normal. I, I think the biggest concern, and I put this in inverted commas, and is is the upcoming uh, wage talks with with our government and the and the government unions, and um, you know the the government has backed down on a promised uh, annual increase for for the government employees over three years by saying they want to give zero increases now, and then certainly the unions aren't happy with that, and they are moving into uh, uh, talks with Mr. God over the next week or two. If they can't sort this out, we could end up with the government staff going on strike, which would be devastating, not only for us as a country, with the government being the biggest employer, but uh, for those of us who rely on government services. It's simply things like um, going to Home Affairs to renew your ID book uh, and things like that could really be put at threat. So that's certainly one area that we need to watch. And we have to keep in mind that we've got local government elections coming up in October. Uh, that's going to be very interesting to watch as we get closer to that as well. Huh? 
Uh, perhaps as we end off, um, you mentioned the strikes, uh, the possibility of strikes as we head into uh, wage negotiations. I also understand that, uh, you know, we're sort of in rating season as well. Uh, any chance that uh, our our friends at Fitch Moody's and SMP uh, might be looking at these uh, wage negotiations and considering them? Oh, I have absolutely no doubt they're looking at them. All the rating agencies have representatives in the country who watch the economy and and watch the government's uh, attitude towards growth, job creation. We we mustn't forget that despite the good performing markets, our economy is still pretty much in dire straits. We should see a growth in the economy this year, but very small, um, maybe somewhere around 3%, which is really not recovering from the losses we had last year. And how the government is handling its own employee base and wage negotiations, how it's handling the creation of jobs, which it isn't, um, how the economy itself is performing, uh, will all be taken into account by the rating agencies. And sadly, if the government doesn't handle this well, we are in severe danger of having even more rating agency cuts, which, uh, which will not be good for uh, the country with regards uh, to foreign investment. And of course the cost of government debt, which is also an area of concern in, in our treasury at the moment. So that's been it. We're talking to Ken Swettenham, who is our financial financial expert about what's been going on in and around the economy, highlighting um, the fact that, uh, you know, the markets are seeing, you know, some fragile growth, fragile being the operative word, uh, just warning about some of the possible headwinds uh, that we might see um, when it comes to um, when it comes to that. And um, just also talking about uh, the COVID-19 vaccines, uh, what those supplies mean. Uh, what vaccination programs around the world mean and then uh, just ending off talking about uh, the possible risk um, of uh, you know strike action that might happen depending on how uh, wage negotiations go in a couple of weeks and obviously ratings agencies keeping an eye on all of these things as they make an assessment of uh, South Africa's economic position otherwise that's been it on the other side of this we get into the Buffalo Index the Buffalo Index on the business since we are talking about scams for today i decided to go you know and find out you know some of the biggest scams right and if you look at what's been going on in and around the world possibly uh, the biggest scam of the last maybe decade maybe two decades is the bernie made of uh, ponzi scheme right and uh, on a buffalo index level where we look to see uh, the state of your 100 rand um, if we look at the value of how much money bernie madoff was able to get uh, out of people and scam out of people it's estimated that it was around 65 billion us dollars which translates to um, 900 124 billion rand at the current exchange rates and if we're talking in buffalo terms uh, you're looking at about 90 trillion of your buffaloes that would uh, have amounted to that particular scam so that's been it on the other side of this we get into the main topic you're tuned in to the business bus 
Now, we all know at least someone who has been scammed by strangers where they promise them, you know, fast ways of making money, but instead they get robbed. Uh, there are actually quite a number of common scams in South Africa. Uh, so we're going to be hearing uh, a number of different stories uh, just around what's been going on in the world of scams, particularly scams uh, where we are getting money uh, taken out of people. If you want to engage with us, let us know your story. Do you have any battle scars uh, from the world of being scammed? Um, Facebook, we have our famous voice of Vitz. You can find our other Facebook page that is Vitz Radio Academy. And then on Twitter, we're at VARFM. And then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. So as we start off, uh, we're just going to hear uh, a little bit uh, around uh, Guguleto's story and then uh, jump into a conversation with patients uh, to hear about her scam story. So let's hear first uh, about what happened to Guguleto. My name is Kukulet. Um, online scams. So very recently I joined Bedway. <laughs> and so Bedway I was actually introduced by a friend. So I was playing something called UK49. There are two draws daily. It's lunchtime and tea time. It is between one o'clock and I think six or seven. Anyway, so it's numbers from one until 49. So that's why it's called UK 49. So basically you choose numbers that are gonna pop up on the draw, basically. So went on Facebook, saw quite a few pages and then I decided to join one of the Facebook pages. I joined this one called Pumas, B-O-O-M-E-R-S. So what happens in Bedway, how they do it is they're Pumas and there is Tumas. So if you boom, you win. If you doom, you lose. People are posting results. Um, this group we played lunchtime today we made um, we got five numbers I think it's out of six numbers I think yeah um, sharp I joined joined a few pages joined 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 got a few numbers for whatsapp then I <laughs> oh this is so funny um, okay then I joined the whatsapp group whatsapp group so there is VIP and your general group. So general group is where they share, um, VIP is where they actually give you the numbers. General group is where they post the results. So whenever they win, win, um, they will post on the general group to try and get you to join the VIP. Sharp, then, there I was seeing these amazing results. People betting with 50 rands, winning 5,000 rands, betting with 20 rands, winning 3,000 rands. I paid, so then they charge a fee. 750 was the first one. Paid 750, I lost. <laughs> 750 is like for three days, 1,000 rands is for a week. And then it goes up and up. 750 I paid three days straight I lost 
So this thing is like an addiction. Joined another WhatsApp group, same story. They posting winning numbers, winning numbers. I joined, I won the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, nothing. So on Bedway, I got scammed. I think it was close to 1.5, yeah, 1.5. So that is how I got scammed. Cause now apparently what they do is they will, so it's one ticket. So then if someone actually won, they will post that, that ticket as if it's them who actually won that number for that day, you know? So then when I got a closer look, I realized that, hey, this is actually one ticket, but then how can one ticket be won by five different groups? Which didn't make sense, but at the time it didn't click. You know, so that is how I got scammed with Bedway, Boomers and Boomers. Yeah, so it's quite a few groups on Facebook actually. You know, it's quite uh, it's quite sad to hear some of the some of the stories what's going on. And one of the things that was interesting to hear from uh, Guguleto was the fact that she's saying that you know this stuff sort of st- starts feeling like it's a bit of an addiction uh, because of what's going on. You know, and yeah, I found that, you know I was a little bit shook about that. So you can hear on that end how she was how she was scammed and how you know the story that she told. Uh, but there's actually a couple of other the scams i mean you know if we sit down and do some research i'm just going to shuffle paper like this right to show you all the research that we've done and just how many scams <laughs> just how many scams that there are out there so i'm going to highlight two for now and um, the first one is called uh, the my life change 24 7 and it's basically uh, this is a style of ponzi scheme whereby a group of administrators uh, gather eager ta- eager first-time investors and ask them to contribute different sums of money in the hope of gaining a far uh, superior return uh, to any offered by commercial banks or investment houses. So, for example, you invest 5,000 rand by paying it directly into someone's account. Uh, the person uh, who you are paying um, has waited the duration uh, of their chosen term and is now withdrawing their money. So, basically, um, the way that Ponzi schemes work, if you've never if you've never heard of a Ponzi scheme, you're basically moving you know money from one person to another. Um, I say that I'm going to, let's say I start off saying that I've sold a service or something and I need to pay, let's say, 5,000 Rand uh, to use this example. And I don't have 5,000 Rand on me, but I'm able to convince someone else that if they give me 5,000 Rand, right, then you know i can double it or you know do something with it right in some of my circles people call it spinning money right and then you bring it back um you know the way that it is so you take the 5000 from the one person you go and you pay the 5000 that you owe on the other side and you hope to delay things on um on the first side so that it gives you enough time to you know get the money through you will likely convince someone else to give you another 5000 right so that you can pay the second person 
person and then the circle um, sort of flows through. Um, you heard in our Buffalo Index, we highlighted Bernie Madoff with his um, $65 billion and that's basically uh, the scheme that was going on on that end. The other one is uh, what's called overnight online brokers and this is where uh, with the forex trading and exchange traded funds uh, being touted as unprecedented levels uh, over the internet, more and more brokers have actually sprung to life overnight. You, This one is an easy one to see um, when you look at... Uh I guess Instagram, right? They are all of these accounts. Very interesting. I actually wonder sometimes how they target the accounts that they do because basically you have like a team of forex brokers that will all come under your 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 comments on an Instagram post and tell you that if you invest an X amount of money, right? And what's always weird to me is the fact that you could literally post about anything. You could post post a, a box of of smarties and people will forex traders will tell you that if you invest one thousand rand in the forex market they can make a return for you and i think that's absolutely crazy so that's it uh hopefully we're going to be getting our guest on the line uh, but on the other side of this we get into our covid business watch covid biz watch, COVID biz watch. On, on the business buzz it's time for us to get into the COVID business watch. That's when we look at the impact of COVID-19 on various businesses in and around South Africa. And for today, we are joined by Tsepo Mokwena, who is the founder of Tsepo X and uh, Focus Streetwear. Um, Tsepo, greetings to you. Uh, no, not doing all right uh, on this end. I think uh, a good place for us to start is maybe understanding when we say uh, Tsepo X and uh, Focus Streetwear, uh, can you give us some insight on these? Okay, no problem. Tsepo X Photography is a photography and visuals company that I started three years ago. Um, I started focusing on event photography, um, and then I moved on to event videography. And then we just primarily focus on that, doing events like your baby showers, your, your corporate events, um, just taking uh, long-lasting memories and capturing them so that um, you know, we can deliver that to our clients. And then Focus Streetwear is a clothing brand that primarily focuses on messages that um, intend to inspire the youth, hence the word Focus Streetwear because we believe that um, one of the qualities that our youth needs to, in order to actually achieve success or attain something is to focus. So those are my two businesses, yes. Uh, when did you start these two businesses? I started them three years ago. Three years ago. And how has uh, COVID-19 affected each one of them? Because uh, these sound like separate businesses. What have been some of the headwinds or perhaps opportunities that you've been able to capitalize on? Yes, um, COVID-19 actually affected my, both of my businesses um, negatively because primarily they are dependent upon uh, movement and actually being outdoor or indoors where people actually meet and COVID-19 actually prevented that. So um, it, we, we, we were affected negatively. Um, money was lost in the process. But um, COVID-19 actually forced us to actually think of creative ways in order to actually um, try and uh, make the business to, to survive. Right now, the businesses are still there. Um, just that um, we've added um, more skill sets in the process 
that will that that were actually tailor made for um, um, our business because now we service our clients that are um, at, at over long distances, whereby now we offer like other digital products of which um, we we don't have to meet and be, or get into contact with each other. Um, the two businesses, do you run them together or do you sort of have them as separate entities? They are separate entities. Okay, cool. And from that point of view then, when it comes to that, um, you said that it's forced you to, I guess, rethink you know, some of the aspects. Um, how have you been able to do that? Especially, I'm very interested in the, in the one that was based on events because we know what happened to events. So um, when it comes to that one, how have you been able to pivot? Um, yeah, it's been a tough one, but what has happened was that since I was only um, providing um, photography and videography that required us to be outside at a meet and greet, um, what happened was that we started um, restructuring the whole process by saying, okay, what other skill sets can we add to still offer digital products? And we started um, um, bringing people in that deal with your um, your pro- your company profiling, your logos. Your, 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 your. For example, um, one other other stuff that we do like social media marketing. So certain products that can allow us to actually, you know, um, um, be able to service our clients um, while we're not actually in contact with them. So those are the kind of things that we had to do. We had to improve our skill sets and also add people with a different skill set to actually bridge the gap. Okay, cool. I, th- that actually makes sense, uh, you know, from that point of view. So from that point of view, uh, how, what advice do you actually have? Because there's probably people that are listening to this whose businesses were also affected um, negatively by COVID-19. Um, any advice that you can give to people out there just around how they can, um, I guess, rethink their own businesses or you know some of the lessons that you learned that have been able to keep you um in business so far because we've seen so many business closures during this time yeah i think um you know entrepreneurship is is a journey that forces you to um grow and to add more skill sets because entrepreneurship is all about identifying a gap in the market and trying to fill it now when that gap is closed um there are other gaps that open so for you to say I have a business and I just want to continue to do what I've been doing, um, you will die because um, COVID-19 has forced all businesses to innovate, to go digital, to 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 have less contact with, with between amongst people. So I would just advise that um, if you are in a business or you have a business, um, you have to think differently. And some of the ways, your old ways that you've been running a business might have um, gone uh, pre-COVID. Um, and now, if you cannot innovate your business, you would have to close it down. But because I don't have that spirit of giving up, what I do is that I'll just um, add more skill sets to, to myself and add more people that would add value to the gap that is currently open. And therefore, that would just require you to update everything that you were doing and just, you know, be willing to grow. I think that's the challenge. The challenge was that COVID-19 forced us to change. And change is normally what uh, most people are afraid of. But um, if you didn't change or adapt, um, you died. So I think that that's the only advice. Um, you must be willing to change 
adapt and improve yourself and to fill those uh, gaps that are currently open and forget about the ones that are closed. So, yes. Change, adapt, or you might die. Uh, before we let you go, um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to engage um, with either one of the businesses? Um, they can um, uh, go on my social media handle is tapoax, T S H D P O underscore A X E, or at tapoax photography, it is T S H E P O underscore X underscore photography or they can just email me at uh, tepo at the x-force which is the x-force spelled with t-h-e and then x the letter x and then force f-o-r-c-e all right at the x-force Okay, cool. No, no, no. Thank you so much for for that, uh, Sepo. That was us with Sepo Mukwena, who is the founder of uh, Sepo X, uh, together with the uh, Focus Streetway, giving us some insight into how his uh, businesses were affected by COVID nineteen in our COVID business watch. On the other side of this, we continue with the show. More justice on the business bars. We are talking about uh, scams on today's uh, edition of the Business Buzz. We heard earlier on uh, just around how Leto was scammed and we were just highlighting some of the you know top scams that are happening um, in and around the world. Uh, things like uh, my life changes over 24, uh, 24 hours type of thing, overnight online brokers. And there's also fake real estate agents that go into, uh, into certain deals. They pretend to be uh, real estate agents agents not uh, to unsuspecting victims people who don't know what's actually going on and uh, people hand over their money and after some time um, you get no goods or services at the end of the day i have my own uh so, you know story i have a couple actually and i know a couple of years ago it was very interesting because um, I had a friend of mine that I went to, you know, we were at university together and we actually used to do uh, quite a bit of business um, with each other back in the day. So because of that, I was used to, um, you, we were used to sending each other money um, every once in a while, like, oh, I need X amount of money. Please, can you give it to me? I just need to, you know, do something real quick. I'll give it back to you in X, X amount of time. And, you know, that was the relationship that we had. And I got the usual type of text. Hey, man, I'm, I need X amount of money. And then, you know, I sent it, right? And I thought I, I didn't even think much of it. Only for... Uh, my friend to post on Facebook um, a couple of days later to say, guys, if you've been receiving um, any text messages from uh, my WhatsApp um, saying you want X amount of money, please do not reply or give um, any money to any of the accounts that are being sent because um, that's basically... Um, what do you call this? That's basically a scam. Someone has hacked into my WhatsApp. And it was very scary, you know, from that point of view. And I know that the cybersecurity experts, they call it um, they call it social engineering. And that's basically where someone goes and studies. So in that particular case, someone would have hacked into someone's WhatsApp. And what they do, the social engineering part is they go in and they look at the different chats that you have. Who are you chatting with? Um, who do 
you constantly talk to what's the nature of the chats and then they look at ways to text in the same way that um, the person the original owner of the phone or whatsapp account texts and then they're able to make their requests and you know gain fraudulently from uh, that point of view another one uh, another battle story this one happened uh, i remember i actually told the story literally uh, two or three days ago and because a lot of these things they happen in a number of ways and this one was a cell phone scam right because in addition a lot of people <clears throat> a lot of people buy their um, cell phones you know through contracts and stuff like that other people they buy their phones through cash whereas other people will buy their phones let's say uh, will buy goods and services second hand uh, on certain markets um, second hand like uh, like the gum trees OLXs etc and I remember a couple of years ago uh, one of my friends had a new Samsung I'm trying to remember I think uh, back then it was even a Galaxy S two s3 um whatever it was at the time that's how long ago it was and i remember the one time she got a message from her network provider and the message said uh, please can you come to our shop right we have a gift we have you've won a competition um we have a gift to you please may you come in so that uh, we can give this to you right so so she, so she was there and i remember i was walking with another friend and then you know she motioned oh guys you know i want a gift you know please come through you know very excited gets into you know gets into uh, the shop and then uh, you know we're just talking waiting to see what this prize is what is this competition that you're randomly selected to win a little did we know or notice that whilst we were standing by the counter, right, because all all the networks have their little shops, Vodacom, MTN, South C, Telcom, they have uh, their shops and we're in one of those types of shops. And we didn't really notice, but then after a little bit of time, every other customer, every other shopper who was in that shop had been led out and security had actually locked the doors, right? And it was just the three of us left in that shop. And the lady behind the counter says to our friend who had apparently won this prize and says, where did you get this phone that you're using right now? Explains, no, I got it as a gift from a brother, etc., etc. And then uh, only to be told that the phone uh, that she had literally gotten the week before was actually stolen uh, from a person who was all the way in Johannesburg. We were in the Eastern Cape at the time. And uh, because what happens is that um, if your mobile device is stolen, what some people do is that if you report it stolen, there's something called an IME number. And basically you report that. And and anytime that number comes back on any network, where as, long, as, as, a lo as soon as it gets online, it sort of pings the network and it becomes... Um, what's it called it becomes uh highlighted as being a stolen device um on the network and because it's a cell phone network they know exactly where you are so you know that story was actually quite sad because as much as she explained it was a gift and you know on her end she hadn't done anything wrong right she hadn't done anything wrong it was a gift on her end but she walked out of there without any phone because she had to surrender the phone and it was um actually quite a sad thing to you know see and to hear and these are some of the ways uh, that people are scamming out there so if you are going to be buying phones that are second hand that are not coming from you know a shop or something like that just to make sure 
you go out there you can check um like apple apple has uh, has a tool online where you can actually check um if a, if a phone that you're about to buy it has actually been registered as stolen or not so you know those are some of the things that uh, you know you can do for you so but for now before we you know round up the show we're going to hear um as we heard uh, you know from Guguleto earlier on we're going to hear uh patients' story to hear you know what happened there um, it was last year around around August, if I'm not mistaken. Um, where I officially got convinced to invest in a particular platform, in an in a Luno. There, there's a Luno app. Yes. So there's this lady I met in in Instagram. Her name is Judith Mark. Oh, yes, and her account is a private account. So she's the one who followed me, then I followed back. And then in a couple of days, she started a conversation saying hi, hi, everything was going well. Well, I don't know what what went wrong, but I, I trusted her as days go by. She said to me, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a way of making money. There's a way to end easily. And like, I was interested to know how, how can people make money in 24 hours, things like that. So I got convinced because I was facing some issues in terms of financial issues. So I might as well say I was desperate. So me being desperate and then I made some choices. I tried out and then I texted back, finding out what's what what it requires and everything. And then she said to me, "I should, um, if I want, if I'm really really interested in this, I should invest first. I'm like, how much should I invest? And she said to me, "I should invest one thousand eight hundred. So, not knowing that it will all go wrong in the end. And then I was like, I had no choice. And I took that one thousand eight hundred and invested in that Luno app. And then I deposited everything and then she made a promise that my profits will be sent in just in just seven days. And in just seven days in a week. So I was like, okay, if I invest now, I'm going to get my profits in just seven days. That was quick for me. And then I invested. And then before, just before seven days, she started, she started telling me stories that... Um, I should wait 24 hours, 48 hours, because she already made the bank transactions. Some other banks are slow, things like that. And then she wanted my WhatsApp number. I gave her my WhatsApp number. We talked via WhatsApp. They, she, she's a professional scammer. That one. She, she made me to believe that like she wouldn't scam me. I should trust her. And I did trust her because she was a female, you see. So I got convinced and motivated that I, this person will never do this to me. I wasn't sure if she's a scammer or I was taking a risk. And then I got blocked. After, after seven days, I got blocked. That's when I started to shake, to get scared. She blocked me everywhere, in Instagram, WhatsApp. I tried to trace her. I couldn't find her. 
I went to the bank to reverse the transactions. It wasn't it wasn't visible. I don't know what happened. She disappeared disappeared out of nowhere. That's when I, I cried out loud, asking for help. I I I tried to make a group. I tried to make people I tried by all means, but it didn't work. So that's how I believe that scammers exist. As from there, I believe that scammers exist. So yeah, that's how it is. You're tuned in to the business bus. Thank you so much to Patience and to Guguleto for just letting us know, you know, sharing some of their stories with us. Uh, you know, listening to Patience's story, uh, it's, it's quite sad uh, hearing, you know, how she was able to be convinced. I mean, the person even, the person who scammed her told her that she wasn't going to be scammed. And I think that's uh, that's probably the experience of a lot of people that end up getting you know scammed um i think there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of uh, you know scams i just want to highlight just two before um uh, we you know get out of here and the first one is that um in certain cases when you buy and sell goods online let's say someone is uh, yeah when you buy and sell uh, goods online some people have the habit of actually um uh, sending fake uh, proof of payments, you know, you know, fake POPs. And I've actually seen this with my own eyes. And I think just some tips out there. If someone, if it's someone that you don't know, uh, someone who's not in your personal life and stuff like that, um, someone who you don't trust, when you get a POP, one of the easiest ways to just check, uh, because sometimes some of these guys can be sloppy. Some of them are immaculate, I won't even lie. Uh, but, um, you know, some of them, you all you need to just check is the fonts that are being used a lot of the time Nedbank, Capitec, Standard Bank, um, FNB and others, they have standard ways in which they do uh, proof of payments and people will have templates uh, that they copy and then they just alter some details and then put fake bank accounts. So I think the, the big um, tips on that end is firstly um, if you're going to just check uh, the authenticity, just check to see that everything looks correct um, on a proof of payment and then secondly before before you send any goods or services or you know deliver your part of a particular transaction just say to the person i will wait until the funds clear when the funds appear in my account or in the other account then you know we'll move forward on this deal and then the last one is some of the whatsapp group uh, you know scams that are happening out there and the way that some of them work is that um we're all familiar with the concept of a stock fell and some people will get into a whatsapp group and be convinced that this is a stock fell of some sort uh, not knowing that the three or four other people that they are quote-unquote investing with are actually you know actually scammers they have all the chats all the banter and then this person you know they say that you know for them to participate they obviously have to put in a certain amount of money and then they put in the money and then you know just like that the whatsapp group disappears and you're left you know with no recourse um on that end so you know scams are real and uh, people are looking for ways in which they can take your hard-earned money out of your pocket so that's been it for this edition of the business day uh not business day away what am i saying the business buzz and uh for today i remember that you can keep in touch with us on via or voice of vits you can also uh find our 
other Facebook page that is Vitz Radio Academy. And then you can find us on Twitter. That's at VARFM. And then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. Let us know. Have you been scammed? Have you been part of a scam um, in terms of, you know, getting scammed? Was it you? Was it a group of friends? Uh, what was the modus operandi of uh, the people that scammed you? How did they convince you um, to pay over the money? You can let us know. Otherwise, if you aren't able to catch um, all our shows live, you can go back and listen to our previous episodes. Um, you can find us on vis.journalism.co.za uh, forward slash business. So with that, we've reached the end of the show. Thank you so much to our amazing team. Our technical producer is Kotlano Serame together with our producer that is Gloria Mabuza together with Antado Klimba, Slindlem CB as well as Siabonga Mota. Uh, don't miss the business by same time, same place next week for more insight into the world of business. Otherwise, don't turn that down. There's more great content coming up on the VAL FM lineup. So for myself, Mdiyo Mob Justice Kawaza and the rest of the team, it is good evening and take care. The Business Buzz with Mudiwa Mob Justice Gabaza. The Business Buzz Podcast.